corner of his imagination, a seed of torment, a nascent preoccupation. From experience, he knows that during the next few hours, word of this event will filter from the trailer like a noxious gas. By the end of his shift, the chaplain will be waiting, along with the shrink, who insists on calling himself a medic, as if they were right there on the battlefield with the dead and wounded. As always, Cole will politely decline their offers of counsel, although doom seems to follow him everywhere lately, closing in like a posse that rides only by night. For the moment, there is pressing business to attend to. He speaks into his headset. Zoom out, Zack. Where'd those kids go? Cole's mind wants to shriek, but his voice remains calm, a cool Virginia baritone in the reassuring timbre of pilots the world over. It is an intelligent voice of great utility, patient and searching. Only seven hours earlier, it was reading a bedtime story to Danny, his youngest, employing the soft cadences needed to make a restless five-year-old fall asleep. Somewhere toward the back of Cole's brain, the book's rhythmic words still tumble as gently as socks in a dryer. In the great green room, there was a telephone and a red balloon. The lens draws back. The wider view reveals three small bodies just to the left of the ruined house. The worst part is that Cole believes he knows these children. Not personally, but in the way of all watchers who grow familiar with their subjects. He has seen them playing cricket in the rocky field by the old shepherd's house, digging onions with their mother, hauling firewood from the grove of poplars by the stream. He knows these homes and this village, although it is little more than a smudge on their tactical map. How can this be possible? Then he remembers. Zack and he snooped around here only a month ago with their predator, first by day and then after dark, switching the camera to infrared so they could lurk like an owl in a high pine, while far below, cook fires burned, animals lay down in their stables, and children... These children, he is sure of it now, played in the open air of an October evening. And with that memory comes the realization that those three kids should not have been in that house, not the one that Zack and he have been watching so intently for four hours. He is not sure how he knows this, something he noticed earlier, perhaps, or during tonight's stream of chatter, the ongoing cyber conversation between all the usual interested parties. Cole sometimes has to remind himself of what part of the world he's watching. It might be any dry and rocky valley here in Nevada. It could be the vacant lot behind his daughter's school. The picture is unaccompanied by smell or soundtrack. When characters move their mouths, it seems almost possible that they're speaking his language. And when he departs at the end of the day, their images accompany him home a silent movie unspooling in his head during the long drive to the burbs of Vegas, shot after shot of hobbled lives in their slow progress, with Cole as the omnipotent eye above, a kindly uncle with a camera, perhaps making home movies for the world at large. Until you fired a missile. We've got activity, Zack says. On the screen, two adults emerge from a neighboring house, where the door has been blown off its hinges. They stagger, as if dazed or wounded, chaplain-esque in their movements. 
A fresh line of dialogue pops up on Cole's chat screen, gold letters on a black background. Fort One, nice shooting. Check the truck. The truck, a white Toyota, is a key piece of the scene. Its arrival moments earlier was their cue for action. The agreed-upon signal that the targeted bad guys had moved into place and were now present and accounted for. Fort One is the mission's JTAC, or Joint Terminal Attack Controller. He has directed much of the action tonight, the stage manager of this drama. Cole knows him only from his call sign, assuming Fort One is even a he. Cole's CO, Lieutenant Colonel Scott Sturdivant, mentioned Fort One only cursorily during the pre-mission briefing. A tip-off that Fort One is from the intelligence side. He could be in Washington, the Pentagon, the CIA, even the White House, or he could be on the ground at the scene, posted on a nearby hill.